good to, to gather together today. Amen. If you have a Bible this morning, can you please turn to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. Now I know that over the last few Sundays we've started going through a series uh, through the book of Joshua together. We've started to look at the book of Joshua. But you know sometimes God just lays a word on your heart and it's very hard to, to get rid of that. You know there are some moments where God speaks directly and I believe last night at half past nine I had the message prepared. I got the message prepared for Joshua already for this morning but 9.30 last night the Holy Spirit just laid something on my heart for us this morning and I believe that it's going to be a significant word for us and I pray today I don't know what your situation is I don't know how busy your week has been but I pray this morning that you would just open up your hearts to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit because I believe that God wants to speak to each and every one of us today I believe that God wants to encourage us again I believe that he wants to open our spiritual eyes this morning to see him again so Mark chapter 8 and we're going to read from verse 22 to 26 and if you've got children this morning we don't have kids on this morning but there is a room out there where you can take your children this morning so mark chapter 8 verse 22 and 26 and it says now they came to bethsaida and some people brought a blind man and begged jesus to touch him he took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village when he had spit on the man's eyes and put his ha hands on him jesus asked do you see anything he looked up and said I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened. His sight was restored. And he saw everything clearly. Jesus sent him home saying, do not even go into the village. The title of the message this morning is Once More. Once More. Now we see in this section in Mark's gospel that there are there are two recorded uh, two recorded miracles that are take place and there are two miracles that take place that are not found in any of the other gospels you can read in mark chapter 7 verse 31 to 37 of the healing of a deaf man who had a speech impediment and then we see in this passage here that we've just read this morning in mark chapter 8 verse 22 and to 26 there was the healing of the blind, blind man in the city in the village of Bethesda or just outside of Bethesda and as I read this passage yesterday the Lord just laid a few things on my heart that I believe that he wants to share with each and every one of us now we see as we come up to this passage that Jesus he had been traveling around in the area he'd been with his disciples and he was traveling around preaching about the kingdom of God He'd gone around healing people and performing many incredible miracles. We see just a little earlier that he had fed the 4,000 people. We see that he had healed that deaf man who had a speech impediment. And now we come to this incredible miracle. And we see that they just arrived in this village called Bethsaida. It says that there in verse 22, they came to Bethsaida. And some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. So you can imagine that. Jesus had just been traveling around. He'd been performing many, many miracles. He'd been just preaching and declaring about the kingdom of God. And he had just arrived in this village. And then all of a sudden, some people come up to him. And they bring their friend with him. And they begin begging Jesus. And they bring this guy. And this guy, he was a blind man. And they began begging Jesus to touch him. 
You know, maybe they had heard of what Jesus had done in other, in other villages. Maybe they had heard about the miracles that Jesus had performed. So they've decided to bring this man to Jesus. Maybe they had seen Jesus do some incredible things as they'd gone to neighboring villages. Maybe they'd seen him perform miracles. But they believed that Jesus was the one who was able to help that blind man. That Jesus was the only one who was able to heal this blind man. And we see here this, this incredible picture. It says that they were desperate. They began begging Jesus. They didn't just ask Jesus, they were begging Jesus. And it shows how desperate they were for this situation. You know, maybe you've come here this morning and you were desperate for Jesus to intervene in your life and in your circumstance, in your situation this morning. Maybe nobody else would know about it. Maybe this morning you've come, you put your hands up, everyone else would think that everything's fine. You come here with a smiling face, but maybe there's a situation that's going on in your life right at this very moment, and you were desperate for Jesus to intervene. Maybe this morning you've tried everything else, you've tried everyone, everywhere else to fill that void in your life, to help you in that situation. You've looked to other people, you've looked to things of this world to help you in your situation, but you've come this morning because you're desperate. Nothing else or no one else can meet that need. And maybe you've come here this morning with that hope, believing and thinking, yeah, maybe just Jesus can help me. Maybe it's him. I've got nowhere else to turn. I've got nothing else but Jesus. Maybe he can help intervene in my situation. Maybe for us as a church, maybe we feel spiritually, we need to see a move of God. And only God is able to do it. Only Jesus is able to break in to our situation. And maybe you feel spiritually desperate this morning. I believe this morning with all my heart that God is going to meet your need. That God is able to minister into your situation this morning. So please open up your ears, open up your heart this morning and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and minister to you today. So they bring their friend. He was desperate. They begged Jesus, Jesus, will you just touch our friend? Will you heal our friend? And then Jesus does something rather strange. And I picked up on this last night and God just laid this little part on my heart. Verse 23 he took the blind man by the hand and he led him outside the village. Isn't that interesting? They brought their friend to Jesus. They asked Jesus to touch him, to heal him. But then what does Jesus decide to do? He doesn't decide to pray for him and lay hands on him there or heal him there. But Jesus grabs this blind man by the hand and he leads him outside of the village. Jesus leads him away from the crowds. Why is that? Well, some commentators suggest that maybe it was because Bethesda had already been judged by God. They'd been judged because of their unbelief in Jesus. Jesus had performed miracles there previously. You can read about it. But Jesus had performed miracles there, but there was such unbelief in that village. They didn't believe that Jesus was who he said he was, that he was the son of God, that he was the one who was able to set the captives free, the one who was able to open blind eyes. Maybe that's the reason why Jesus took him out of that village because there was such unbelief in that village. But it could be that Jesus wanted to take him away from the hustle and bustle, to take him away from the normal, take him away out of the routine, away from a place where people would judge him, a people, away from the prying eyes, away from people staring at him, to a place of solitude to meet his need. You know, this morning I want to submit to you that maybe sometimes our circumstances don't change and our situations don't change our, and breakthrough doesn't come in our lives 
because we won't get alone with God and allow him to minister to us. Sometimes God wants to take us away from the busyness of our lives to the quiet place so that he can minister to us in the quietness of our heart, so that he can bring true spiritual transformation, that he can meet the deepest needs. But God sometimes has to get us out of the routine and away from the busyness, away even from the crowds. Sometimes God wants to take us even away from the corporate meeting of church to meet us on a Monday. God might want to meet with you on Tuesday morning this week, but he has to get you away. And sometimes maybe those breakthroughs come because we don't go to the quiet place. Maybe sometimes we don't allow God to take us away from the busyness and chaos of our lives so that he can minister and meet our needs. You know, we've, come, we've just come into the summer period. And you know, I believe the holiday and rest is so important. We can get burned out in our lives. Work can take over. There are so many thoughts that go on in our lives. And sometimes God allows us to have rest so that he can meet us in that time. Because sometimes those holidays are the only times when we will quiet our hearts enough and quiet our souls enough to allow God to meet to us. So even maybe this morning you plan to go away this summer. Well, I encourage you, when you go away over these summer holidays, take a moment, settle down, quiet your heart, open the word of God and allow God to minister to you. Maybe there's something you've been battling all year long and you've been struggling and you can't solve it, but allow God in that quiet time, in this summer period, to minister to that need, to meet that need because he is able. I believe this morning also that it's not an accident that you are here. You think, maybe you think this morning, yeah, I come to church every week. It's just my routine, Pastor Luke. I come to church every week. I'm used to it. But I believe that it's not an accident that you are here this morning. I believe this morning that God wanted to get you away from the busyness of life, even this morning, so that he could minister to you today, that he could change your life today, that he could break into your situation today if you would open up your heart and listen to him. I thank God for the Sabbath day. I thank God where we can come together and meet together because sometimes in the busyness of life, that might be the only way that God can minister to us. It's the only time that God might be able to speak into your heart and life. Maybe a Sunday is the only day where you might pay attention to God and allow him to speak into your life and situation. So today, open up your heart. But I believe also this morning that God wants to remind us that we need to get along with him every day. Because, because there are situations, difficulties, and problems that we will face every single day. And unless we allow him to lead our lives, to take control of our lives, and to minister to us every day, then we will get bombarded, and one thing will add to another. We will get worried, we will get anxious, and we will fail, we'll struggle, we'll get discouraged. But Jesus, he took the blind man out of the city so that he could minister to him, so that he could heal him. And every day, I believe God wants to get us into a quiet place to the quiet place, to that secret room, so that he can minister to us, so that he can speak to our hearts, so that he could fill us again with his Holy Spirit. You know, I believe with all my heart more and more, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day of our lives. And it's not just to tick off a religious obligation. It's not, we don't need to just come before God and read the Bible every day, and pray, spend time praying every day and worship every day, just to tick off a list to please Pastor Luke. We need to do that every day because God wants to meet with us and we need his help. We need his direction every day. We need his strength. We need that empowerment every day. So I want to encourage you and I believe that the Lord would say this to us this morning. You need to get alone every day with God. You know, I believe that if we would spend time every day in the word, if we as a people of God here 
Gateway Church. I'm not talking about any other churches. If we, as the people of God here, would spend time every day in the Word, every day in prayer and in worship, I believe with all my heart we would be a totally different people. And I believe with all of my heart that our spheres of influence, the place where God has placed us, would be totally and radically transformed if we would allow God to minister through us. I want to encourage you this week, every morning when you wake up, say, Holy Spirit, speak to me today. Use me today. Lead me today. Guide me today. I promise you, he will do that. There will be things and circumstances that will come up in your world and in your life that could never have happened unless you opened up your heart to the Lord that morning and said, God, will you lead me today? So I want to encourage you this morning, get alone with God every day, not just Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Get alone with God. Allow him to speak to you. And I believe you'll begin to see your world begin to be transformed as God works in and through you by his spirit. So Jesus, he led the blind man out of Bethesda. And then we read, he does something else which is quite strange. In verse 23, the second part, he said, when he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? In verse 24, he looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. You know, the unique thing about this miracle, about this healing, is that it occurred gradually and not instantly. We see here that Jesus, he spat, he laid his hands on the man's eyes, and he opened his eyes, and then he asked him this question, what do you see? And the blind man says, you know, I see people, I see trees. But this miracle wasn't instant. It was a gradual miracle. You know, the Gospels, they record at least seven other blind men. They record seven other healings of blind people. And they show us that Jesus, when he goes about praying for people and healing, especially the blind, that he goes about it in different ways. He has varied approaches to healing these blind men. Blind men. You know, perhaps maybe that this miracle took place gradually instead of instantly because there was an atmosphere of unbelief in Bethesda, as we already spoke about. Maybe this atmosphere in the village hindered him and stopped him from performing a miracle. It says in Mark chapter 6, a few pages before, Mark chapter 6 and verse 5 to 6, it says, He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. So maybe that stopped Jesus. Maybe that's why the miracle was gradual rather than instant because there was such an unbelief within the village. We're not given a reason for that. It might have been because of the spiritual condition in the blind man's heart that hindered Jesus. Maybe he had a lack of faith. And maybe that hindered Jesus from performing that miracle. But you know, we're not given any reason here. But that man was not ready to receive sight instantaneously. And so Jesus, what does he do? He spits on his hand and he lays his hand on him. And like I said, Jesus asked this incredible question. Do you see anything? Or what do you see? And this is how the man responds, as we've just read. Verse 24, he looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees wandering around. Now think about this a second. How on earth does a blind man know what men look like, what people look like, and what trees look like? How on earth does a blind man know what men look like, people look like, and what trees look like? Obviously, you know, maybe some, someone described people to him and described trees to him. 
But even so, he had never seen them before. So how on earth, and his vision was blind, blind here. He was still partially blind. He was blurred. So how on earth could he make out people and what trees? Unless he had seen before. Unless he was able to see before. And you know, many commentators would say this as you read this passage. That this man, he actually wasn't blind from birth. But this man, he'd become blind. Maybe it was because of an accident. Maybe it was because of disease. But this man, he wasn't blind from birth. This man had had sight at one point. But then he had lost it. And I believe the Lord wants to speak to us through this, this next verse. Verse 24, there's these two incredible, amazing words that happen. Jesus laid his hands on him. The guy could begin to see. It was a blurred vision. He asked him, do you see anything? He could see people and, and people, um, people looking like trees. And then these incredible words come. Verse 25. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Once more, Jesus put his hands on his eyes, and his sight was restored. He could see clearly. Jesus had laid his hands on him. And once more, he began to see, or once again. You know, this guy, he had seen before. He had lost his sight. But once more, Jesus laid his hands on him and he could see again. He could see again. And I believe the Lord would want to speak to us this morning. The Lord would say this morning that maybe all of us have had spiritual sight before. We have all had a vision, maybe for our own lives. We've all seen God do incredible things in our lives. We all had a revelation of who God was once in our lives before, once or twice, or maybe even through our lives. We've seen God do incredible things. We've had this incredible revelation of who God is. Maybe we once had spiritual sight. Maybe God give you a vision. Maybe God give you a dream for your life. Maybe God give you a vision for your family once, that you would see them all saved. Maybe God give you a vision once for your workplace that you would see your workplace totally transformed by the power of God. Maybe God give you a vision for your school or for your university or for your friends that they would, once be, they, they would one day get saved. Maybe you had a vision, I know I've got a vision, to see this church totally transformed by the power of God where this place is too small to contain all that God is going to do, where we'll see people getting saved week in, week out, the sick being healed. I have a vision to see our community transformed. Maybe you had a vision once to see Abraham transformed. You have had a vision once to see the Kanavali transformed, to see Wales saved. You believed it at one, one point. You had a vision for it. But maybe through, somehow through the lies of the enemy, through your circumstances, through discouragement, through different situations, even maybe because of your own failure, because you know maybe at one point you failed God, maybe you lost sight. Maybe you lost your spiritual sight. Maybe you took your eyes off God and you became blinded by the things of the world and you forgot who God was. You forgot how awesome God was. You forgot how God is a God who is able to answer your prayers. How God is a God who will fulfill his promises. Maybe you've forgotten that and you've lost your spiritual sight. Maybe you've lost that dream that God has given you. That's just died. That's just gone on the wayside because you are living a completely different life now. 
Maybe you've lost that faith that God could actually use you to, to transform your community, to transform your school, your university, your friends. Maybe you lost sight that God could use you to transform your family and to be an incredible influence and pillar for God within this society. But I believe this morning that the Lord wants to once again lay his hands on each and every one of us who call him our saviour. And he wants to lay his hands on us again so that once again we will receive spiritual sight to believe that God can do incredible things. That God can work in our situation. That God can work within the life of this church. That God can save your family. That God can use you by the power of his spirit. I believe he wants to once more open our eyes. So that all of us will see what he can do in and through our lives. Maybe through apathy. Maybe through failure. Maybe through discouragement. Maybe just through routine. And maybe just because you're bored. Maybe you've lost spiritual sight. But I believe just as that Jesus laid his hands once again on that blind man. What happened as he laid his hands once again? His eyes were opened. His sight was restored. He could see everything clearly. And I believe with all of my heart this morning that God wants to lay his hands on each and every one of us again. That we might have fresh sight. That we might have fresh vision to believe who, all that God can do in and through our lives. That we might have fresh sight to see him for who he really is. That he is Lord of all. That he is the God who is able to meet your circumstance and meet you at your current need. That he is the God who opens blind eyes. That he is the God who saves families. That he is the God who can transform communities and nations. God wants to open our eyes again as a church. I believe that with all my heart. At the beginning of this year, I shared a word. And that word was from the promise that God has given us as a church. That God has done glorious things in the past. But the latter days, these last days are going to be even more glorious. God is going to do even more incredible things within the life of this church. The best days are not behind us. The best days are ahead of us. And I believe that with all of my heart. That God is going to do incredible things within the life of this church. But I believe this morning he wants to get away the shackles. He wants to open up our eyes again to believe that. That he can do even greater things. That he will change this, this community. That he will transform this church. That he will do incredible things in and through you. God is going to fulfill his promise for this church. And it's time as a church we stop looking in the past and we start looking in the future for all that God is going to do. You know, God promised in the last days that he would pour out his, his spirit upon all flesh. That the young people will prophesy, that, that young men will dream, uh, that old men will dream dreams, that young men will have visions. You know, all those things, prophecy, vision, dreams, they're all declaring of a future. God wants to open our eyes to the future and all that he is going to do within the life of this church. We look back to the past as a reminder to give thanks and for encouragement. But we're not to stay in the past. We're to move forward as a church. Because God is going to do incredible things within the life of this church, even here today. And I believe with all my heart, God is going to move this morning. God is going to open spiritual eyes this morning. That that love you once had for God, that vision that you once had for your life, God is going to open that again and restore that again. That you might see clearly all that God is going to do. You know, I know the boys are here this morning, but I know that God had given you promises years ago. Dad, that you would be a prophet. Will God has spoken into your life many times. Nat, Helen, Sam, they, God has spoken into your lives many times. But I want to encourage you, God wants to open your eyes again. That you might receive that word afresh. That he can use you again for his glory. And even for each and every one of us, God is going to use us again. 
God wants to open our eyes again that we might come with fresh face believing that he can do incredible things. Once more, Jesus laid his hands on that guy and he seen. God might have opened your eyes 10 years ago, five years ago, two hours ago, God might have opened your eyes. But I believe this morning, once again, once more, God wants to lay his hands on us that we might receive fresh sight for the days ahead, for all that he is going to do in and through our lives. The Lord wants to give fresh sight this morning. And I believe that he's brought you here this morning to get away from the crowd, get away from your morning routine, get away from every other distraction so that he could minister to you. Breakthrough is coming. I believe that with all my heart. You might think, yeah, look at it in the natural. But we walk by faith and not by sight. We have spiritual eyes, and our spiritual eyes are eyes of faith, where we believe that our God is able to do incredible things. It says in Ephesians 3, doesn't it, that he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above anything we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is a work in us. That power is the Holy Spirit, and he wants to work in and through our lives. You know, we pray as a church for God to move, but God wants to move in and through us by his Spirit. We ask God, God, will you move in our community? God wants to use us to go into our community and then he can use us, then he can minister through us. That's what God wants to do. So this morning, I believe with all my heart, blind eyes are opening. Once again, God is going to lay hands, lay his hands on us that we might receive fresh spiritual sight, that we might have fresh vision. Blind eyes are opening today in Jesus' name. I believe it with all my heart. And this morning, as we come to the end. I want to pray for people this morning. I know it's a bold thing. I know it's something that we don't often do as a church. I know I ask people sometimes to stand up where they are. But this morning, just as Jesus laid hands on people to open our eyes, I'd like to lay hands on people this morning. I believe that God wants to meet us and open our eyes this morning to have that fresh love for him, that fresh vision for all that he can do in and through our lives and within the life of this church. So maybe this morning you have lost that vision. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Maybe you have lost that vision, you've lost that spiritual sight, you believe God to do incredible things through your life, but for whatever reason, you just don't have that passion anymore, you don't have that love for God, you don't have that faith anymore. Like I said, God wants to meet you this morning, he wants to once again lay his hands on you to open your eyes again. And if you'd like to receive that fresh sight this morning by his spirit, then I'm going to invite you this morning just to come to the front, and I'd like to pray with you this morning that you would receive fresh sight fresh vision. I'm going to wait a couple of moments. And even if you don't come to the front this morning, maybe just stand where you are. If you can't make it to the front, stand where you are. And we pray and believe that God can touch you this morning. Is there anyone here today? And I will pray. It's a prayer that I'm praying for myself. God, keep opening my eyes. Give me fresh sight. Is there anyone here this morning? Either stand where you are if you can't make it to the front or come forward. I'll just wait a few moments.